Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Welcome back, everybody. It is another episode of No Other Pod. Oh! With you, as always, I'm Jimmy, and uh, the old man back there, that's Dan. Dan, how's it going, my friend? That's me, dude. I, uh, it's going okay. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how to feel right now. I got so many different emotions, uh, but it, uh, I don't know. Are you having any, uh, you have any basement flooding right now, like everyone else in this damn city? No basement flooding, thankfully. We, we, uh, we apparently have a solid foundation. Oh, nice. We are are not in a floodplain, so. I don't uh, think we are either. I'm sure that was probably in the inspection (laughs) that I should have read. Well, if you are in a floodplain, you are required to have flood insurance. That's so. true. I uh, I work all day with flood insurance. I should I should know that. <laughs> yeah. So hopefully you are not, and if you are, hopefully you do have flood insurance. So. I don't know. We'll we'll figure that out as we come to it. <laughs> figure I guess. it out when it floods. Yeah. Cross that bridge when it, do it flooded. But uh, <laughs> dude, dude, can I uh, take a second to read this new review we got last week? Oh, please do. Check this out, man. Five stars, and the, the the title just says the quality is high. And I'm like, oh shit! See, sure you're listening to the right people. Uh, but it's from AJ Cook, and he says, or or she, I don't know. AJ Cook, it's, it's a it's a man, Austin. He emailed us. Oh, it's Austin. Okay, yeah. awesome. Yeah, yeah. You, you sent me that email, In North uh, Carolina. That's right, and he's coming up. We'll talk about that. They're coming up to the Atlanta game, I believe. Oh yeah. Um, Austin said, these guys know what they're talking about. They are full-blown professionals. <laughs> I can't even get through it without laughing. <laughs> I, would, <laughs> I would hire both of them if I had a job hiring podcasters. It's a weird job. I would pay them <laughs> the most money and give them wonderful benefits. I would throw a company picnic each week after the release of the podcast in celebration. I would give them quarterly raises and also bonuses based on the good work they have done. If you're looking for monkey business, you have come to the wrong place. You will imagine them both in three-piece suits with pocket squares as you listen. This is a high-quality podcast. <laughs> it might be monkeys wearing three-piece suits with pocket squares. I'm just but... <laughs> I'm concerned. I don't know if our uh, if our stream crossed over into someone else's. I mean, if he's reading the if he's listening to the right people. But I mean, I I, hate, those are those are kind words. I hate when our streams cross. You so, don't cross the streams, man. That's either a Ghostbusters thing or a peeing in the same toilet thing. Little pee swords. Um, <laughs> it's been a while. Anyone, since anyone with a younger brother knows about that. <laughs> um, well, well, thank you, Austin. Man, Austin sounds like the best boss in the world. Oh, dude, so. absolutely. And he was talking about, I think they're coming up to do some serious tailgating uh, this Sunday. He said they were uh, road tripping it up to make their annual SKC game. I'm like, that's, that's pretty freaking sweet. It's pretty awesome, and uh, yeah, it's been it's been tough for me to get out there early so far this season. But Sunday, I am wide open. God so, damn, you coming out early, huh? I'll be I'll be out there early. Let's let's hit up some Sweet tailgates. Man. I yeah. should uh, I I'm gonna try to be out there about five. I gotta be at the 
the pinnacle at 430 i'm doing a little uh little pinnacle guided tour man so okay here's the deal i play soccer at 215 that bitch should get over about 345 and then i could probably be at pinnacle by 430 so gonna have to book it pack my pack my gear in the car and and hit the road maybe get a cooler for the snacks you know you're not playing in topeka are you nah lawrence Uh, okay that's a lot closer not too bad yeah that's that's reasonable so but yeah so wait we'll, we'll definitely be out there uh i saw saw our boy eric martinez and his wife and uh uh on on this last weekend and there you go uh, he introduced me to his friend who was at his first game can't remember his name now he's probably listening to this podcast and i'm sorry that i forgot you failed him <laughs> i know so. but yeah man he was his first game and and uh, he was asking what the over under was before the game, and he's like, "You think there's a total of three goals or three goals or more?" And I said, "I bet Sporting gives up one, and we win two one." Boy, was I wrong! <laughs> oh boy, man! I you know what? I didn't think that the game was going to go how it went, but trust me, we will get all into that game and what it means and what it doesn't mean. Maybe who knows? But um, yeah. Th- so for, thank you, Austin, for that awesome, amazing, world's best review. Um, world's best we're gonna put that in the tag if you do uh (laughs) if you do ever get a job hiring podcasters um please let us know (laughs) what a job gladly quit our jobs if you will fulfill all the promises you have made and we have it in writing so it's a legally binding contract that makes sense yes absolutely we have his initials and his last name (laughs) (laughs) it it works We do. We'll show up in our three-piece suits, and uh, oh my god, it'll be it'll be great. I don't think I've ever been called. I I don't think anyone else in the world would ever call us professional podcasters after listening to this podcast. But. <laughs> well, yeah, considering the technical issues we've had in the past and whatnot, or you know, one time your stuff just deleted for no reason. It was unbelievable. Disappears. Oh no my god. It seems like forever ago, but that time you had to re-record your portion of the podcast. Oh my god, that was a, a thing. Oh, that was hilarious. For any new listeners we may have, there was literally a time about, you know, maybe it was right after the Namath trade. Yeah. And it was like the biggest, it was literally the episode after the Namath trade. We were like, this is one of our biggest episodes yet. Um, my oh entire my audio file was corrupted. We'd recorded an hour plus episode, corrupted audio file. And I was like, we can either re-record, which will suck. And we're not, you, 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 you can't replicate the excitement. It's tough. No. No, so we'd be faking it the whole time, or I can sit there for two and a half to three hours and re-listen to every little bit of corrupted audio I have, re-piece together my thoughts, fake laugh as Dan makes jokes, and re-record my <laughs> half of the audio. You do that and, already. <laughs> you know, not all the time, only sometimes. Um, wouldn't you know it, that's what I did. So, uh, oh, that was so funny, dude. I remember I go to bed early, and I remember waking up, and you were just... I had all these text messages from you and I was like, who, someone died. What happened? (laughs) (laughs) Almost not quite, but almost. Well, yeah. Whenever you see like five texts from someone, like back in the day, it was either like a drunk friend or an ex-girlfriend or something. And nowadays, as you get older, it's like someone's in the hospital. Why do I have all these texts? It's either someone's in the hospital or our podcast failed. You know, one of the two. (laughs) Um, 2019 problems. Oh man. But Hey, uh, uh, we've come a long ways and I'll tell you this, uh, Boy, was I wrong about that score in that game, man. Oh, my God. I don't even remember what I predicted, but it was not a 4-4 draw, and it was no. certainly not a 4-4 draw the way this 4-4 draw happened. Um, Here's your first positive right here. 
We scored four four goals, people. That's a good game. <laughs> there you go. What there is this you go. Optimist Dan coming out? I don't hey, think that's ever happened before. It's Optimist, man. I've, I haven't been an optimist since I played Optimist basketball. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, I just, yeah, this this was a rough game. But let's, let's start with, um, as, as we often do, the lineup. This lineup comes out, and uh, oh boy! So, so I, I remember um, the lineup came out quite a bit earlier on the Sporting KC app. If you're not on the Sporting KC app, get on it. You're going to get the lineup like ten to fifteen minutes sooner sometimes than the Twitter sphere does. That's true. Um, so the lineup comes out, and the first thing I look at is left back, and I think that's probably the first thing a lot of people looked at. Um, and we see uh, Monsieur Croiset is sitting there at left back once again. And I am just like, what did you say? You sent me a text. Who, whose girlfriend did Seth kiss or something like that to get real? I don't uh, know exactly what you said. Yeah. I think I said, whose girlfriend is Seth sleeping with? Uh, Maybe that's what you said. I was but trying I'm to just remember. like, this is like some Ezekiel Barco shit, man. Just benching the dude for a while to make a point. And, and the guy in front of me uh, was saying that, you know, Seth is just, he's been slow. And I'm like, I don't, I don't, I thought he was doing great. And he's like, yeah, but CCL, he was really slow. And I was like, well, the whole team was slow in CCL. So it was all of MLS. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I did, I didn't think Seth was slow. So I, yeah, I don't know. I try not to get too much into it with people I don't know because uh, I don't want to piss anyone off. <laughs> yeah, um, I can tell you this: if we would have played Johan at left back against Monterey, it would not have been the difference in that series. So no, absolutely not. Can, no, I don't think we can pin that result or either of those results on Seth Sinovic at left back. Um, we could pin a few things on Johan. I'll tell you that. No. Hey, you want to be on sides? He's got you. <laughs> He'll help you. This, you know, to, to, to his credit, that was not really an issue in this game. No, um, there were, there were a couple other issues, but it, it was certainly not Johan being, you know, four yards out of line with the rest of the back line. Um, sometimes it seemed like there wasn't a rest of a back line in this game, but we'll get into that too. Um, but while we are talking about the defense, you, you, you look at the center back pairing, and I think we all kind of expected probably Fontes to get back in there with uh, Botan Baroth. Like, you know, Beasler's out. Okay, Fontes Baroth, that's, that's the natural pairing. Uh, no, no, no. We had and- Andreu Fontes and Abdul Guadabaye. So um, yeah. were you nervous at all when you saw Guadabaye in there instead of Baroth? Dude, absolutely. Um, it, it... I don't know, man. I mean, that's that's what that's what the pairing was when Beasler went out. I mean, that's who came in. But yeah. uh, I guess I didn't expect it to be them again, you know, because it, it, they really aren't. I don't know, bro. We're in trouble. We're just in trouble. The entire <laughs> center back pairing. He was he was flopping around like a damn fish. I thought he got sniped a million times. Like when he tried to clear a ball and just fell down. I was like, oh shit! There's that sniper Jimmy was talking about. Yeah, well, you know what? Turns out doing a reverse bicycle kick clearance as center back isn't the most effective thing you can do on defense. Um, oh, my. So, you know, we'll, we'll get into all that. And then the midfield was virtually non-existent for, for much of the first half. But you look at Buzio, Gutierrez, and Rowe. Um, I, my first thought when I saw this before the game was we really have no defensive presence in the midfield. Uh, I don't know. What were you concerned at all about this midfield uh, lineup? Yeah, dude, absolutely. I was like, why now? Why is Felipe on the bench? Why is Ilya on the bench? What is what is happening? Felipe was in there, but Ilya was on the bench. Um, yeah, yeah. Felipe was in there, but but you know, Ilya 
is that they call him the linchpin of the team. He's he's the the link between the back line um, when it's playing well and and the attack in the rest of the midfield. Um, Rowe is a natural attacking player. Buzio is more of an attacking player. Certainly not the imposing presence that Roger Espinosa is. Um, and Felipe can play more of the box-to-box midfielder, although he's been playing more of an attacking number 10 position for us. But even he, when he drops back into that more Roger role, is not the same player as Roger. He's not necessarily worse. He's just different. So um, that was my concern. The, the the forwards didn't worry me because we had Johnny, Christian Namath, and, and Gerso. So, um, but yeah, this... Uh, this was a very strange game because it it became pretty apparent early on. Just, you know, it they didn't score until the 17th minute, but like I didn't think in the first 15 17 minutes that Sporting KC looked at all like the dominant team despite the fact that we were winning like almost 80% of possession. I don't know, did you see it differently from where you were? Uh not not much differently, man. I mean, it was that's exactly what it looked like. It, it was just strange. They, they looked almost complacent and like they, they just weren't communicating well. And then, you know, in the, uh, the 18th minute, um, it, it, the revs get a break down the left side and, you know, sporting case, he's playing that high line. The, the, the back line is almost at the midfield. And Andre Fontes is really the last guy, um, between, which is never good. The, the revs winger. Um, I think it was Buchanan, and and uh and goal and Fontes tried to do a slide tackle thankfully didn't take Buchanan down but um it, it might have been Agudelo it might not have been Buchanan I think it actually was Agudelo he was going after but he just totally made a mess of it and just totally missed it Agudelo just kind of feel about Fontas how do you feel about him I think I I like Fontas I think he's good I think he's better when he's next to Beesler. Um, yes, very much so. It's insane to think that Beasler makes such an impact on this defense. Because when he went down, all of a sudden we're like, who are we? We don't have an identity at all. Yeah, I, I actually think Fontes looks better next to Botan Para too, because I think Yeah. I don't know if it's just a personality or what, and you know, I haven't I haven't asked um I haven't asked anyone about this, but for me, when I see Barat down there, I see him barking around to people. I see him yelling. I see like he just seems more assertive than than Fontas does to me. And I don't know if that's a fair statement or not. I'll, I'll fully admit this is anecdotal, but Barat almost fills in more of that leader role, that organizer role that Beesler has. Um, I certainly didn't see that from Guadabaye, and I don't know that I really saw it from Fontas at all in this game. So I think maybe we see Botan. Um... On Sunday in the Atlanta game, maybe. Oh, I definitely think we have to see Botan on Sunday. Yeah. Um, Guadabaya did not have a good game. He he just nah, looked, it was bad, man. He, he was whiffing at things. It looked like yeah. a Sunday rec league, le- Division 4. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if it's just he needs more time to get used to the system or, 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 or what. I mean, the dude's a physical specimen. Like, that dude, you know, I mean, he's got less than a percent of body fat on him, it seems. Like, he he's a freaking beast, it seems. But... He just, um, he was making defensive mistakes, which is obviously not good when, when you're a defender. But he also, de- the thing about Fontas, even Baroth and certainly Beesler, is 
they they can they can spread the ball around pretty well. They can distribute it up to the midfield. They can they can launch long balls over the midfield and connect with the 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 wingers, whether it's Johnny or Jerry or sometimes even Namath that striker when they're making a run. I think Guadalajara really struggled the entire game with his passing and with any sort of distribution. And I think it threw off the chemistry across the entire back line. It does, man, because with the way we play, it starts there. Like, Beasler's always been that distributing factor, kicks it out to one of the wings or just plays through the middle, and, and we can't we can't play from the back without Beasler, and that sucks. Like, that sucks to think that our whole when our back line's screwed, we might be screwed. Because this, this, that team we saw on Sunday, I mean, you're not going to get into the playoffs giving up four goals. No, especially against a team like the Revs, who I think yeah. um, Sam Stachel from The Athletic, formerly of MLSsoccer.com, was, was at the game with the Revs for some reason. I don't know why. Um, That's weird. But he said in the previous three games, the Revs had five shots on goal total, like combined. And we gave up four goals to them in just this game alone. Dude, so, Amelia was so mad. And they're, you know, Amelia can't do everything. I know I've said it uh, for a few weeks now that Amelia hasn't been his best, but I mean, it starts with the defensive line. And God, you could see the frustration. He 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 had a little he had a little kitty tantrum for a minute. He kind of jumped up in the air and <laughs> and and threw his fists up. Yeah, he did. <laughs> He's like, ah, stop it. <laughs> well, I mean, so look at the, how this this first goal finishes. So Fontas makes makes the massive error and and sends Agudelo basically free down the left side. Um, Guadabaye is is sort of trailing, but he's not running full speed. He tries to slide and and block the cross from Agudelo. He messes that up. And then you have Juan Fernando Caicedo basically standing by himself at the penalty spot. I don't know what the heck Melia is supposed to do. He tries to come up and close down the distance, but Caicedo just turns around and just is able to, to put it right past him because Melia is left out to dry. So. I know. I, I, I wanted to see a little more aggressiveness with Tim. I, I kind of wanted to see him go like – dive at the dude's legs like put your body on the line for that instead he kind of just broke it down and was waiting for him to shoot but with just him and the one guy I mean you got to go make a play on the on the guy yeah it's sort of a tough situation it's almost like a catch-22 because you're like I don't want to foul him right you don't want to take him down and, and get a penalty you certainly don't want to to risk getting a card for something too reckless um, yeah but also it I mean I would expect, you know, I don't know what the XG value is of a shot like that, but that, I mean, that's got to be like, there, there's no shot with a, with an XG yeah. of one and a penalty kicks the highest, but I think at like 0.75, but that one's got to be real high up there. So, well, goalkeeping is a very terrifying position in general. Uh, for the few, the very few games that I played keeper in Chicago, dude, I put my body on the line like one time. It a guy, it was me, one on one with this dude, and I like faked left and I dove out and I took that ball right in the junk. Took it right in the junk. Oh no! And I, I, but I cradled myself around it. Everyone's like, "Great save, great save!" And I'm like, "Thanks, I'm dying." <laughs> <laughs> oh no! And I'm like, "That's that's what keepers do, man. It's terrifying. God forbid it hit my gorgeous face. Then I'm all fucked up." Yeah, I mean, it's the money maker. When people, it is. When people walk into the bank and they see Dan's face, they're like, "I came to the right bank." That's true. You guys are. I don't even work in a bank anymore, bro. Oh, well, that's true. You're in the office now. I'm I'm back office man. Oh, I'm doing true. loans, man. I'm an analyst. That's well, when when you were when you were up front, you were you were. Price that's true. I do. You guys should be real upset that this isn't a video podcast. Really, um, we'll we'll treat you one of these days. We'll give you a treat. 
We will. You, you actually, you can see us on a video podcast. We'll, we'll maybe touch on this a little bit more later, but we yeah. went behind enemy lines, went on the Home Before Dark Atlanta mm-hmm. podcast. We recorded that the, on Monday. The call was coming from inside the house. <laughs> and what we did not mm-hmm. know was that it was going to be live streamed on video. So, uh, you know, Dan had to, to go put a shirt on because... Uh, I did. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know it was going on webcam. I was like, uh... Can I go put a jersey on real fast? Y'all got jerseys on, and I, I've got this gross workout shirt on. Yeah, I was. Uh, what you couldn't see is I was in my pajamas. Uh, I mean, were you? Really? Yeah, I had I had a sweatshirt on and a hat, but I was just like, yeah, you know, they're not, at least I literally thought beforehand, at least this isn't going to be broadcast live. Like no one's going to see the video, and then they're like, you guys cool if Except we? Uh, you guys cool if we go live? And we sounded probably sounded like a couple of idiots. We're like, what do you mean live? Like video? Like, yeah, <laughs> I didn't know what he meant. He's like, you want to go live? I'm thinking like, like audio, like you know they do they do a live podcast too. Sometimes they go to like a, a bar and and do a live podcast. It's kind of cool. We yeah, I, I want to figure out how to do that for us. We might have to upgrade our mics because I don't know if these are gonna cut it for that kind of atmosphere. But um, yeah, we'd need some kind of, like what are these called? Little condenser mics, and we would need something different. Yeah, well, it was just something that that's you know a little bit more um, you know meant for for a louder environment. So. But, you know, well, we'll get there one day. Put that on the Christmas list. Yeah. <laughs> I got this one for Christmas a couple of years ago. So, hey, it's time, time maybe time for that upgrade. Uh, but we'll, it felt so cool to get this, though. <laughs> we'll, uh, well, hey, man, you got the mic stand now and the pop filter. So I know, I'm a big deal. Yeah, it's we're professional podcasters, remember? Austin's true, man. Uh, Pay the bitch. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about that podcast here in a, a little bit. But, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. This, you know, this was just um, this game was nuts. I felt bad for Tim. There's not a whole lot he could do here. I mean, if you are, oh my god, if anyone there at that game, like guys, we were treated to one hell of a game. Like, take your fandom aside and not be real upset that we t- that we drew with the New England Revolution, who were worse than us, yeah, by a long shot. Uh, that's a hell of a game, and that should have been on national TV, and it was not. Yeah. And people probably wish it was. This was like peak stupid MLS game. Like everything yeah. that you love. Well, it's not a national, like, it's not a story. It's not a story game. No. Oh, big deal. Every, well, just everything that you love about MLS and the ridiculousness of things that happen in this league happened in this game. Like <laughs> just about every possible thing you you, you could ask Dude. for from an entertainment perspective. Happened. PKs, red cards, all over the place goals on goals like yeah it pk saves you know it was it was not and then finished yeah. <laughs> um let's talk about the near equalizer that christian namath had here in in the 31st minute um yeah that was crazy jerso kind of got sprung down the left side off of a throw in and first off credit to jerso this little left foot off the outside of his left foot cross perfectly weighted to namath that's a hell of a ball that's not something that you see Jerso do all the time, but he went literally off the outside of his left foot, running the away from the goal, and just sent it perfectly into Namath. And Namath very clearly forgot where he was on the field and sent it directly past the left post into the back advertising boards. That um, was crazy. Just mishit it, man. He just he misjudged. And on the topic of Jerso, man, I just. I hope that dude's doing okay. I mean, we haven't got any word about him, but he went down later in the game, and uh, people think it's a broken wrist. And the way that arm 
bent back, it very well could be. So yeah, hope he's doing okay. And and luckily you play soccer with your feet. So uh, <laughs> he'll be out there next week, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, I've reached out to Sporting KC twice to ask about his status, and both times they said really? they they don't have an update yet. They're they're still waiting to to classify um, his injury and a timeline. Um, Interesting. That probably means they're going to feed it to Sam McDowell first, and we'll get a Sam McDowell story in the KC Star, and that's how we'll all find it out. Um, you were trying to get the exclusive? I, I Man, I was trying. I was trying. Oh, my God. So they uh, so far, no luck. Um, you know, I, you got sources at MLS. You can tell us what the jerseys look like before they come out. Surely you can get this exclusive. I'm, I'm trying, man. I'm trying. They, you know, Sporting KC likes giving things to Sam. And, hey, credit to Sam. He's he's a good He's a good reporter. So, we'll, you know, we'll see. I'm, I'm trying to squeeze in there. We'll see. Pretend I'm a journalist. Right. Um, <laughs> but I did ask Namath about this uh, after the game. I was like, did you mishit it or did you forget where you were on the field? I phrased it a little bit nicer than that. But basically, <laughs> he was like, yeah, Gerso hit it to me. And I looked at the ball too long and thought I was farther over to the right. And so then I hit it and thought it would go into the left corner of the net. And then I looked up and realized I'm not as far toward the center of the field as I thought I was. So, yo, I'm not even mad at him. And and all you people that were mad at him for that, I'd like to see you get out there and fucking do it. Because (laughs) just just to put it anywhere near the goal, I'm just like, ah, that's so cool. Yeah, I wish I could, (laughs) you know. He put it exactly so not, where he wanted it. That's not the question. It's just he thought where he wanted it was five feet farther over on the field. That that's what's insane, dude. And I, I dude, even on like on corner kicks, I am petrified because I don't want to get hurt. I, I I'm 33 years old. I'm not trying to have hospital bills. And you know Chris, right? You know, oh, yeah. you know my buddy Chris. Yeah, yeah. Bro, corner kick came in and I I I pushed him in the back and he's on my team. <laughs> oh, no. And, and he starts calling for a foul. He's like, ref, I, I got pushed. And I was like, Hey, Hey, stop, stop. I pushed you. I'm sorry. I thought you were the other team. And he's like, why are you pushing the other team? I was like, I don't know. I, I got nervous, but I didn't realize it was you. Oh, <laughs> he, He's like, you fucking pushed me. I was like, calm down, calm down. I'm so sorry. <laughs> better watch out. We found out a couple weeks ago, Chris is packing heat. So, Oh my God. <laughs> That's true. Sorry, went off on a little tangent there. When when things are happening in the box, I I have a lot of respect for people who get aggressive and and even get ahead to the ball. So yeah, yeah. Well, um, it, it you know he look Namath made up for it like a minute and a half later because uh, we did equalize in a beautiful looked like a training training ground goal basically. Fontas um, pushed it up in the middle to to Kellen Rowe. Kellen Rowe launched a gorgeous switch long ball up the field to Zussi. Zussi brought it down like Zussi does. And then Zussi sent in a perfect cross to Namath, who headed it right into the back of the goal. Suddenly it's 1-1, and I'm feeling pretty good at this point. I don't know. How, how, how are you doing at, at this moment in the game? I mean, I, yes, that feels great. I'm like, we're back in it, but uh, not for very long. Uh, no, literally like two minutes later. Um, this, this is this guy, Juan Fernando Caicedo. He, uh, he, he does it again. And, and, um, you know, this is where both Fontas and Guadabaya kind of messed up here again. Um, you know, Buchanan, Font, Fontas, especially, I don't think he realized how close Buchanan was to him when he was running to clear this ball. And by the time he realized it, um, his just little sad little 
tapped attempt at a clearance, just basically continued the ball forward for Buchanan. Guadabaye totally missed the block. And, uh, you know, at that point, Zussi was too late to try to stop Caicedo, and he just taps it in for a goal, and now we're down 2-1 again. And again, there's really nothing Melia can do at that point. So, just kind of... Yeah, man. Not great. It's uh, it. It wasn't, I, I, you know, when the, even when both goals happened, I was just like, I, "Is anyone surprised? Like, how do we feel right now? Is anyone surprised at all? Like, they they were coming, man. This was bound to happen." Well, and what's so stupid? If you look at all three of these goals that they scored, because they scored another one again, freaking Buchanan down the right side in the forty second minute sends the ball in on a cross again, and this is when Guadabaye thought, "Hey, let me try to do a bicycle kick clearance toward my goal," like, which doesn't make sense. Yeah, what was that about? Was he trying to score? <laughs> I don't know what he was doing. Um, oh my God. Whatever he was doing, he didn't do it, whatever he wanted to do. And uh, he just fell on his butt. He just fell down. Yeah. You know that hurts. Oh, yeah. Fell on his butt. And uh, Juan Agadello, again, just taps it right in goal. And this is, I think, when you were talking about Tim Miller's little, uh, little tantrum. <laughs> yes, this was the one. Like, again, there's not a whole lot he can do here. Because Agadella taps it in, and Emilia instantly jumps up and just throws his hands above his head and is just basically screaming at his defense. Like, what? Yeah, it's hilarious. He's like, I spilled my juice. I think he dropped an <laughs> F-bomb in there. Like, it was... He might have. I hope he did. It was not good. But you look at what happened on all three of these goals. Two came from the right side. One came from the left side. They're all very similar in that they're all... Someone was sprung down the flank. A defender messed up. And then a cross was sent in that should have been cleared. That wasn't. And then New England got an easy goal. So three times. Yeah, man. All of a sudden we're down by two goals and it's uh, feeling pretty bleak. But I, I, I got to tell you what, though. I never gave I never gave up. I never lost faith. I, I never once wanted to leave the stadium because we weren't going to win this game. Like we've seen comebacks after comebacks in this stadium before. And you knew we could at least come back and and make this a ball game you know yeah peter i'm sure was not happy at halftime um oh hell no he, he's back in there throwing stuff absolutely well, so someone asked him in the post game what'd you what'd you say to the guys at halftime and he goes I, I looked at him and i said i want you all to raise your hand right now if you think that we're not going to come back in this game because if you think so we'll get you out of here right now and, and you don't have to be here and i'm guessing nobody raised their hand um but he yeah. uh, he was like, you know, basically told him these are unacceptable goals. These are not goals that, you you know, there are some goals. He he did a callback to the, the Zussi goal that he's like, we use it in every single advertisement we've ever done. It's when he's coming down the right side and he cuts back in on his left foot and he fires it from outside of the box and it kind of curls into the top left yeah. corner. Uh, Y'all know, I'm sure. Is that the, the goal? The Graham Zussi for president yeah. goal? Every, everyone knows yeah. that call. <laughs> Nate's never going to live that down. Um, oh, it's on that. Na- he, he didn't want to. It's on national commercials. He said he hated that he said that and he didn't know why he said it. But now he's kind of decided well, to own it because, yeah, it's. It could have been something way stupider. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. um, like Graham Zussi with a strong shot. Like that. <laughs> what? That doesn't sound I mean, cool. Graham Zussi for president doesn't really make sense in the context of what yeah. happened. But hey, you know what? I, it's okay. I dig it. He couldn't do much worse than uh, anyone else. But but Peter's point was like, okay, you look at that goal. That's a goal where you tip your hat and you're like, David De Gea is not saving that ball. Like you know, old David De Gea is not saving a lot of no, balls. He's not saving year, much so. nowadays. Uh, <laughs> you know, the the any keeper in the world's not not saving a ball like that. There are some balls where you just tip your hat and, and it was just 
you know, a good shot. He's like, none of these goals were given up in this game or previous games are any of those goals. These are all stupid no. goals that we should not be giving up. The San Jose game, you could say like, okay, a lot of those were actually really decent goals. They played well. But this New England game, dude, we we handed them their point. I mean, we we gave them a lot of their most of their goals. Yeah. So halftime comes to a close and uh Peter puts Ilya back in the game in place of Buzio. And I don't think it's because Buzio was bad. I think it was just the midfield, that combination of three players in this game was not doing it. Um there was really no link up between uh the midfield um between the back line and the forwards because the midfield wasn't really there outside of that one long pass from Kellen Rowe. Um, I had a little bit of hope when Ilya came in because I was like, he's he, we just need that type of player. Um, and then just 10 minutes in, nine minutes into the second half, Brandon Bay um, goes in uh, for a hard challenge against Gerso, um, takes him down, re- straight red card, sent off for uh, Dogzo, denial of an obvious goal-scoring opportunity. And you know yeah. what? And it yeah. was. Oh, yeah. It, it very clearly was. Dude, Gerso got back up, and he was going to go freaking score. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't blame him. Because you know what? He was. He didn't no. sell it. He was still, uh, by far and away, the closest guy to the ball. And you know what? I like it. Good for him. I like that effort. Yeah, 100%. But now you get the red card. Y- you kind of wish, I don't know, do you play advantage and then go give the red afterwards? I mean... I don't know. It's so tough. Those calls are so tough. Yeah, there's, um, I, I, you know, look, I have a lot of thoughts on Baltimore Toledo and his performance in this game. If, I mean, if he goes down and scores because you played advantage, then the dude's tackle was obviously not a denial of an obvious goal scoring opportunity because he didn't deny it at all. It happened. <laughs> yeah. If, now you can't give a if rip. If you look at the, um, if you look at the, the like the high angle replay. After Gerso goes down, I don't blame him for not playing advantage because at that point, there's three Revs players who are blowing past Gerso to get the ball, and the only sporting player anywhere in the attacking half is Johnny Russell, and he has really no place to send the ball for a cross. Oh, he was trying to. He was trying to go do something. Yeah, but it was Johnny versus three New England players. Yeah. So. That's true. That was crazy, man. Now we're we're a man up on him, and... uh... I don't know. You just know they're going to pack it in and it's going to be tough to score, but we made it work. Yeah. I mean, look, down 3-1, up a man. Okay, 35 minutes left. This can happen. And then uh, yeah. just a couple minutes later, Gerso again, all over the field in this game. His, uh, he's, you know, some people called it soft, but he was he they pulled down in the box he was by pulled. Taj Buchanan. 100%. And you know what? It doesn't really matter if it's a soft foul or not. If it's a foul in the box, it's a penalty. So... I don't think it is a foul if Gerso doesn't go to ground, though. I mean, he knew he had to. Um, did he flop? Did he pull off an Oscar performance? No. But he felt the he felt his arm pulled, so he went down. That's what you do. Yeah. I, I mean, look, and any any soccer player in that position just about would do that. And and Gerso, look, if if that's Dom Dwyer or maybe even Latif doing that for Sporting Casey, they probably don't get that call because oh, yeah. they got that reputation. Gerso's not really a flopper per se. Not really. So, um, you know, when when that happens and, and you're not making a meal out of every single bit of contact you have, you get the call. Um, so this is, we're down 3-1 at this time, right? 3-1. It's the 60th minute. And uh, 
And you're like, who's going to take the PK? Who's going to do it? Oh, looks like Ilya might. Oh, no, it's not. Yeah, did you? I don't know if you could see from where you were, but Ilya, Johnny, and Felipe were all standing on the spot together. And I was like, I swear to God, if these guys fight about who's going to take this shot, like... So so Felipe finally called him off? I, I don't know. I, I should have asked after the game, like, how did you guys decide who was going to take it? But Felipe took the last one and he made it, so Felipe stepped up and took this one. And uh, True. let me tell you, Cody Cropper, um, he got a piece of this ball. Felipe he got a foot on it, didn't he? Yeah. Felipe fired it right down the middle, and Cropper got a foot on it, but it was such a powerful shot, it just still went into the back of the net. Um, so ballsy to go right down the middle. It's almost a slap in the face to the goalkeeper. Oh, my God. Did you see the video? I don't know who which league this was in the world, um, but do you see the video going oh, on Twitter yeah. earlier this week where the guy runs up and then hits the slowest dribbler I've ever seen on a penalty kick, and it just like slowly rolls past the keeper who's diving and you can almost like see yeah. the soul of the keeper leave his body as he realizes what's happening and it just is ridiculous rolls into the net um this was not that <laughs> this this was just a rocket um so yeah three two but now you're three two up a man 30 minutes to go you're feeling good right well, suddenly we might not just tie we might win this you got a chance yeah absolutely and then Something else happened right away. <laughs> yeah, literally two, two minutes. Everything in this game happened like two minutes apart. Um, yeah. New England sends a cross in. Uh, I think it's Agadello maybe who has the ball. It's either Agadello or Buchanan. I can't tell. They look kind of similar from, from a distance. Tries to kind of kick the ball away from the net. He's like near the outside of the box, almost toward the top of the box. Point blank kicks it at Johnny Russell, whose hand's kind of at his side. It hits his hand. Toledo waves off. He's like, no, that's not a handball. For whatever reason, the VAR decided to stop play, told Toledo to go look at it. Toledo goes and looks at it and then gives a penalty in one of the most frustratingly confusing decisions I've seen in a long time. It was a little bizarre because it didn't even – like for one, it wasn't even in front of the goal. Like the ball was coming out and and Johnny's hand wasn't really that far away. I don't know, man. I'll never understand handballs. Like, it, as far as I'm concerned, if someone didn't like have their hands out and like a Jesus cross look, yeah, then I then it's not a handball unless you were Jesus. Well, and I asked Peter Vermees. I wrote about this for the Blue Testament, but I asked Peter Vermees after the game, "Did you see a replay of the Johnny handball?" And before I could even finish the question and say, "What are your thoughts?" He interrupted me, and he just goes, "It's not a handball. A hundred percent, it's not a handball." There's no way. If that's a handball, then I'm going to tell you that in every game, I got to assume in every game, there would be at least two or three penalty kicks. Um, See, and it's bullshit because Peter's like, oh, 100% that's not a handball. And then you went and asked Brad Friedel, his grumpy ass. He's like, oh, theirs was absolutely a handball and ours was not a PK. That was, no, we didn't didn't bring him down in the box. Every coach is going to say that right away. You know what I'm saying? So... But, like, I agree with Peter, mainly. Well, I don't want to say Peter's scarier than Brad. I think Brad might be scarier. <laughs> but uh, I, I'm going to side with Peter because he's my father, and I have to. <laughs> well, Peter actually, you know, Brad's just basically like, theirs was a penalty and ours wasn't. But he didn't really say why. Peter had, like, actual, like, evidence to back him up. He's like – yeah. Because he's a fucking professional. <laughs> right. He's like, what's he supposed to do? Take his arm and put it behind his body? There's no way. I don't understand how the VAR guy can even see that and say it's close proximity. And if you look at the International Football Association Board laws of the game, they're the ones who literally make the rules of soccer. This is what they say for a handball. 
handling the ball involves a deliberate act of a player making contact with the ball with the hand or arm. So deliberate being the keyword there. And then they say the following must be considered. The movement of the hand toward the ball, not the ball toward the hand. So did the player put his hand toward the ball or did the ball come toward the hand? The distance between the opponent and the ball, whether it's an unexpected ball. And the position of the hand does not necessarily mean um, that there is an offense. So basically, you read that, and it's basically written to say a situation like this is not a handball. The rules of the game. Well, when did we when did we stop playing? Like, you know, if you're a defender, don't you just don't most people just put their hands behind their back so there is no risk of handballs? Yeah, I th- if you're in the box. Well, I think Johnny was kind of running to the left, and his hand was kind of at his side, and so he stops, and like maybe momentum takes his arm away from the, his immediate side just a bit, but he's his arm. Yeah. out to the right it's like two inches off his body and yeah he's right. like a foot away from agadello and the ball's going away from the goal i just i don't know i mean basically peter asked um at the end after he compared it to you know a, a, a non-handball in champions league that he thought was similar he goes i wish fifa or somebody would clarify really clarify what this all means there are situations now where a guy slides in the box and the ball hits their hands and they don't call a penalty anymore and before they did call a penalty and he basically says no one knows so it sucks but sounds about right um as much as it sucks it happened and uh you know dewan jones stepped up and tim melio did tim melio things he blocked a penalty kick and then you know what after he blocked the penalty kick away he even blocked another one it's just there was no defense, and they after he's had two blocks, Sporting never cleared the ball, and uh, Dewan Jones pounced on the ball. Sorry, I said Dewan Jones was the one who took the penalty. He wasn't, but he was the one that jumped on the loose ball and made it four two. So you got to uh, clear it. You got to help your buddy out. Your keeper just went to bat for you. I mean, get in there and get the ball out of there. It should not take a bounce. Just get it out. No back to back saves and and nothing. Oh wrong. man, so. But you know what? Just a few minutes later again, 70th minute, Felipe Gutierrez gets the ball. Um, he's uh, he's in the box for, for Sporting KC. Um, got it off Namath and was able to put it past Cody Cropper. It's 4-3. You got 20 minutes left. Okay, we, we still got time to do this. Um, just three minutes later again, uh, Johnny Russell was kicking off a, a corner kick at the south stand end. Um, it finds Namath. Namath heads the ball in for his second goal of the match. Suddenly it's 4-4. Sporting KC's up a man, and there's still seven minutes plus a ridiculous amount of stoppage time. because Another was, seven minutes. <laughs> yeah, this was after Gerso had crashed into the net, and, man, his arm did not look good. So Yeah, he's hurt. He's real hurt. His, his, uh, his wife, uh, he's married, right? Yeah, his wife yeah. posted a picture of him in a cast or a sling or something in a cast, so... He'll, uh, that's sad, man. Dude's having one hell of a year. Yeah. So four, four, um, all the best to Jerso. We do wish Jerso a quick recovery. Hopefully it's, it's nothing too serious. Um, but four, four, seven minutes to go in regulation, seven minutes in stoppage time, right before stoppage time, Jaleel Baba got sent off, um, for, we know a, him. A, yeah, we do know him. He fouled Johnny Russell. And I think, uh, this was his second yellow card of the match, so he got sent off. So suddenly the Revs are down to nine players That's with right. about ten minutes of total time. Um, it's and- almost like the ref forgot that he was on a yellow. Like the yellow came out, and then he's like, 
Oh yeah, you get a red. Here you go. <laughs> yeah, sorry, sorry, forgot about that. Um, they probably told him in his in his uh, in his earpiece was like, hey, 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 that's a second, that's a second. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I don't know. It it's uh, at at this point you're thinking, okay, maybe there's a chance, but it never really materialized. There were a couple opportunities, but it ends four four. Um. And at that point, if you're a sporting Kansas City fan, you take it because looking at where we were in that game. And to where the game ended up, you take that point and, and be like, thank God. Thank God we got something, you know, because we were going to get nothing. Yeah. So at, at this point, um, Sporting KC earn a point. They have 10 points through eight matches. They're sitting in eighth place right now. Not exactly where we wanted to be at this point in the season, but they've played one or two less games than every yep. single team in the West above uh, two months the playoff in. line, um, except for the Dynamo. You're right. We're only two months in. That's what Tim Melia said after the game. Cause we asked him, you know, you have five months left. I mean, come on. Yeah. We asked him, how are you feeling right now? And he was like, it's so early. It's so early. We're not even a third of the way through the season. Um, it's true. It, it's crazy to take, you know, to get so upset about certain things just because of the run of form people are in now. Um, we we could see something totally different, man. We could come out and spank Atlanta on Sunday. I I don't know. I don't know what team we're gonna see. Yeah, Tim did. He he's never one to point fingers. Um, but he that's true. He, he he did express a little bit more frustration. He didn't call anyone out specifically, but he said that you know what we're just making schoolboy errors and we got to be better. That's the phrase he said was schoolboy errors. Like these goals, he'll always say we, but he knows it ain't him. He's like, we got the center back flopping around. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> He's trying to bicycle kick into our own goal. Um, what if he did? What if he just called him out? That'd be oh, that'd be some ballsy shit. <laughs> that guy right there, Guadabaye. Two lockers to the left. Yeah, go me. talk to him. <laughs> go ask him what the problem is because I don't get it. <laughs> um, yeah. So I mean, at this point, if you're sporting KC, and you know what, you know what's actually something else that's interesting that Ilya said is he goes, you know, you get to a point where some teams he, he was like some teams don't care about results it seems like they lose and they're like yeah whatever they just go home they come to the next game that it doesn't really seem like they care he's like that's not us we care and he goes but you know what i'm almost starting to think that like we are caring too much right now and we're caring so much about what's happened and putting so much pressure on ourselves to fix it that we're getting in our own way and he goes maybe you you kind of got to get to a point almost where you just kind of Got to say, you know what? That's not us. We know it's not us. Let's just put it out of mind and basically hit the reset button. So, I don't know. All right. Maybe there's some wisdom there. So And, and reset we will, man, because uh, we got a game Sunday night at 8 p.m. Yeah, right in the middle of uh, national TV. Game of Thrones. So, y'all better come, come on, out. Just DVR it, people. DVR the, the freaking show. Watch it when you get home or in the morning while you're eating breakfast or getting ready for work. Everyone's like, oh, spoilers, spoilers. No. Well, then why Why do you have to be on Twitter? Get off of the platform that spoils <laughs> it for you. Just don't go on it. Yeah. Yeah, we were on. Unless you have a dickhole friend that's texting you like, yo, Arya just died. Then that's an asshole friend and that's bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when we were on this uh, Home Before Dark podcast recording, they, they asked us. They were like, it's harder for you guys because it's, it's a home game for you. Are you guys going to go to the game or, or are you going to watch Game of Thrones? And we were like, I was like, are you serious? <laughs> that's not even a question. Uh, I couldn't. Believe, I, I thought I thought they were kidding, but like 
they they look pretty serious. Yeah, I think they were. And you know what? It, it, to 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 I, I I'm I'm forgetting their names. So if y'all are listening, forgive me. Um, but the the, oh, the one shit, <laughs> I'm gonna have to look it up. Um, see if I can. They were they were very. I don't even know where you'd find. It. I'm gonna look on their Twitter and see if they have it there. They were very nice guys. They 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 we we very much enjoyed um being on their podcast. They 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 reached out to us. They were they were very hospitable. Um, it was a fun time. Um, they don't have. Yeah, it was awesome. I actually tweeted it out tonight. Um, they they did the the live video, so you'll see how uh, gorgeous Jimmy and I look. <laughs> and uh, it was cool though. It was a good almost half hour conversation with them, and uh, we previewed um previewed the game Sunday and and talked a lot about uh you know the atmosphere too and and for traveling supporters what they should do and um you know and and Drew by the way Drew Vanderplug mm-hmm. he uh he just replied to me and he said if you didn't mention salty Atlanta fans <laughs> I don't even know I don't even know who you are anymore and I said you know I did yeah, Dan you know I said Dan got to mention it he got to dig in there so I had to. I had to. I had to put a dig in there. So you'll check it out. It. Uh, Jimmy and I chuckled, dude. When they were asking about it, I was watching your face, and you were kind of smirking, and I was like, "Are we smirking about the same thing right yeah, now?" Yeah. <laughs> so, um, very yeah, funny. It, it was pretty funny. But the the one, um, one of the hosts basically was making fun of the other when he asked, "Are you, you going to go to the game? Are you going to watch Game of Thrones?" And the one host was like, "What do you have like?" Twitter notifications on from from for Game of Thrones alerts like you do for like sports people like what do you have like a reporter that's telling you like breaking news Arya just died like what you know what what is yeah. going on it, if you haven't watched Game of Thrones we're not saying Arya did or didn't die we're just you know to put it out there doesn't even matter I don't even care man spoil the damn show for me I'll still watch it it's whatever but I will tell you this just come to the game. This is huge, man. If you are a big supporter, and you're gonna, you might have one of the best weather days we've had in a long time. Because every game I go to, I'm, I'm like, ah, this will probably be the last cold weather game. Uh, nope. Next game. Ah, I bet this is the last time I need to wear a coat. Nope. Next game. I'm getting pretty pissed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because this past game, dude, I walked out of the movies on on Saturday, and I had a hoodie on because I saw an eight o'clock Avengers movie, and it was like hot. It was like you seventy mean eight something. In the morning. So I'm like. Yeah, eight in the morning. Most people, when they say eight o'clock, they mean eight p.m. But you know, nah, man, (laughs) it was popping though. It was packed, and and I I, then later on that day, it just got so cold, and I had shorts on at the game. I was like, what am I, what am I doing? What happened to the weather? So I'm thinking, ah, I really hope I'm not jinxing it. But this Sunday, the high is like seventy seven, with a chance of rain. So. We'll just have to see. Yeah. So it, it, it'll be a fun one. Atlanta struggled a little bit um, against the Colorado Rapids at home. Uh, the, the recap on MLSsoccer.com says, finally, Atlanta get first win at home. Um, oh, how the mighty have fallen. Uh, that was the most interesting thing for me being on the podcast with the Home Before Dark guys is you could very clearly tell that they were kind of rattled you know, maybe not themselves as much as like some of the rest of Atlanta, the Atlanta fan base or Atlanta Twitter, but like this is the first time in their three years of existence that Atlanta's had some issues and and they're not really sure how to feel. So I thought it was kind of interesting. It's, it's super interesting. Um, Cause they're, yeah, they're in their third year of existence. So, but they, you know, they were able to ask us like, uh, I don't know. You guys will see it. Just go watch the damn thing. Go watch it. Go listen to it. We'll retweet it out. We're not going to spoil it all. Um, it, it was a very enlightening conversation. Um, 
you know, we talked about what they're sort of concerned about. They, you know, spoiler alert, they don't like Breck Shea either. I don't think anyone does. Um, they they do this often, by the way. Like I'm on their on their YouTube, and I'm like, like they they talk to people from other teams and whatnot, and they call it they call the segment offside trap, which is kind of that's cool, kind of a cool cool little name for it. But yeah, they don't like Breck Shea at all, and uh, I don't know. I'm not even gonna spoil it for him, dude. Let him go. Listen, go watch it. Yeah. So go check it out. We we did a pretty extensive preview of of this game and just went over a little bit of Sporting KC history for them because they're yeah. they're new to the league. They don't they don't know. They fully admitted they're like, look, we're, we're you know, Kansas City Wiz have been around since 1996. We've been around since 2017. Um, we'll, we'll tweet it out from the pod too. So you guys can, can check that yeah, out. We, we, we go all through the rebrand and, and why that happened and how the reception was and sort of then, you know, um, best barbecue, of course, where, yeah, uh, jerk. Where, where, where do you get the best barbecue <laughs> if you're a, not a vegan? Um, uh, see, I didn't, I didn't drop that. I didn't want to get into <laughs> it. I didn't even drop that I was vegan because then everyone's like, Oh, what's wrong with you? You don't know barbecue. And I'll be like, Hey, I, I eat jackfruit barbecue. <laughs> It's basically the same as delicious burn ends. Um, it's freaking delicious. It just doesn't fill you up. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it, it was a fun time. Go check it out. It, it's it's definitely like you're not, it's an Atlanta podcast, but you're not going to hear half an hour of Atlanta propaganda. Um, nah, just four of us having mm-hmm. a conversation. It was, it was cool, man. I, I wish we did stuff like that all the time. Yeah. And and you know what? Maybe we, we, we'll, we'll try to set up something like that. Maybe uh, on our end going forward, which we'll we just have well, to figure now, what's out. What's that do if, if people watch the pod, then do they not download? Do they not download the pod? I don't know. I mean, I know like I'm not e- trying to sacrifice my downloads for <laughs> folks. Well, like I know ESPN, they'll like simulcast some of their radio shows on on like ESPN U or ESPN News. Um, some people like the visual. I think most people still don't listen us to ESPN. We're basically ESPN. Did you not read <laughs> Austin's review? So that's true. I, I feel pretty good about myself. We should just send that in to Bristol, Connecticut, and ESPN will just buy our podcast. Oh um, man! If you need some motivation Monday, just go read that review. <laughs> just just find Austin and have him write you something. Um, oh man! Just write me something. Give me a hug. <laughs> yeah. Well. Uh, so yeah, listen to that preview. Long story short, do you want to give a, a prediction for what you think might happen in this game uh, for our listeners who might not be able to listen to that one? Yeah, I think what I said on uh, what I actually said on there was a, a two-one loss on our part. Um, I just feel like Atlanta's going to get hot soon because that's what they do, and their players are more expensive than our players. And I just feel like that's that's bound to happen. And uh, you said something completely different. Yeah, that was pessimist Dan. I said I think Sporting will get <laughs> a result. Um, I didn't necessarily feel confident enough that we'd get a win given the key injuries that we have, especially with Jerso out now. I know Daniel Shadow, we can step in, but you know, th- there's a little bit of concern there just with the lack of chemistry or playing time. Um, I said, I wouldn't be surprised to see another high scoring draw three, three or four, four. Um, God, four, four, that'd be garbage. Peter would be so pissed giving up four goals again. <laughs> he oh, he'd be so mad. But look, Joseph Martinez, is, as much as we hate Atlanta, he's one of the best strikers in the league. Julian Gressel is a very talented right winger. And if we have Johan at left back, that could be dangerous. Um, it's just their problems mirror Sporting KC's problems right now. Neither defense is playing very well. Both teams win the possession almost every single game. Both teams press high and play fast in the attack. This is going to be an exciting game. So 
it's just it's gonna be tough uh one thing i want to watch to see is if uh if pity martinez gets subbed out if he throws another little hissy fit and kicks the back of breck shea's chair because he did that he did that oh yeah yeah go uh if you follow jay riddle on twitter a lot of you probably do you see him he's the big atlanta guy he um he uh he tweeted out a video of of pity's just pissed at frank DeBoer for taking him out and he's throwing a little hissy fit and he just literally kicks square in the back of breck Shea's chair and breck Shea kind of turns around and looks at him like what the hell dude so uh it's kind of fun. wow okay that could be fun to watch there's rumors that what did pity i want what out. did i say so really yeah they, I, I said something on their pod i was like you got pity martinez joseph martinez any other all, martinez's all the martinez's <laughs> um yeah, I, I just – there are rumors that he wants to go back to River Plate, and there are rumors that River Plate wants him. So, Okay, bye. Yeah. See ya. It's, I mean, it, the, the transfer window um, is going to close, if it hasn't already closed there. It closes in MLS today, Wednesday, May 1st. Well, it, don't go so. – why do people do that? Don't go to a team that you don't want to go to. Like, that's a huge decision to, to come to the United States, a completely different country, and, and choose to just uproot your life and start anew. Like, be sure that that's what you want to do. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think he uh, he probably saw what happened. I mean, money. <laughs> I'm sure he saw what happened to Miguel Almiron. and was like, I'm going to go play uh, the number yes, 10. he saw the dollar bills. For Atlanta for a year or two, and then I'm going to go over to the Premier League and make all sorts of money. Well, Frank DeBoer is not Tata Martino, and uh, this Atlanta team is not. Frank DeBoer. <laughs> Fraud DeBoer. Um, <laughs> as as he's affectionately known in Atlanta right now. Um, yeah, they don't like him. Yeah, so it's it's not going well. But um, let's uh let's answer a few questions from our listeners. I know we we might go a little yeah. long tonight, but let let's get to some of these. Uh, probably not all of them because we got quite a bit. Um, but J- really? Jay Harris said our defense is shit. Do you think the Opara trade was <laughs> worth it? Looking back. Um, he's cutting right to the chase. So, I mean, that's that's you're not wrong on that. And uh, yeah, I think we're all kind of thinking about the Opara trade. I mean, it sucks, but what can you do? Opara didn't want to be here, so I mean, you kind of got to be like, okay, go, bye, girl, get out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, hindsight's twenty twenty. Like, yeah, looking back now, you're like, man, it'd be real nice to have Ike Opara in there instead of Abdul Guadabaye, bicycle kick man. But, um. You know, at the time when you had Fontas, you had Beasler, you had Baroth, and someone's offering you almost a million dollars for a center back, like, that's hard to turn down. So, I still think it was the right decision at the time. It's just hindsight's always twenty twenty. Um Right. I, I think something, uh, something to piggyback off that, Deborah Hunter asked whatever happened to Graham Smith. Is he injured? Um, he's another center back who got in a little time with Swope, and I don't think he's injured, man. I think they just trust someone else to play in front of him. You know what I mean? I think he's very low on the depth chart. Yeah, I think they they like or liked past tense maybe Guadabaye. I don't I, I don't think they're giving up on him yet, obviously, but they brought him over using the international spot on him for a reason. Um, so I think they were hoping he'd be able to slot in there, but who knows? You know what? Maybe Graham Smith worked his way yeah. back. Um, let's see here. Uh, Dylan, uh, Butkenbach says, uh, will we bring in any new players to stop the bleeding caused by so many injuries? Um, as I mentioned today is when the transfer window closes. 
So yeah, not till summertime if we do. But then yeah. we'll have our people back. Probably won't have Raj. Might not have Roger back. I mean, there's probably going to be some moves in the summer transfer window. Hopefully, there usually are. Now, just because the transfer Madronda's working his way back, Madronda hopefully will be back. That's going to be huge at left back. Um, That'd be that, a big time. Yeah, that might be the biggest quote unquote acquisition, for lack of a better word, that Sporting could have yeah. this year is getting Madronda. That'd back. be huge. Um, now the transfer window closes, but if there's somebody who's a free agent or out of contract they could sign. Um, they just have to be out of contract. Um, so as, as the European seasons end, if there's someone who would be a free, um, that they can just sign, that is still a possibility. Um, but I don't expect that will happen anytime soon. Um, let's see here. Jeremy Morgan, who's more intense, Peter Vermees or the night King. Um, well, Peter Vermees talks, so definitely Peter Vermees. <laughs> I just imagine Peter Vermees raising his hands to raise his army of the dead um, and then go after Baltimore Toledo. Um, so let's see. Who else do we have here? This was an interesting one. Um, Drake Ewing. I don't know if you saw this, but it said, what do you guys think of the Aston Villa and Leeds brawl and the strange game from last weekend? Did you see what happened here on uh, on Twitter? I think I did. What was oh, so? What what happened? Well, I'll, I'll level set for those of our listeners who may not know. Um, basically, what happened is a, is an Aston Villa, and we know this is an MLS, but this brings up an interesting hypothetical. Um, an Aston Villa player got hurt in the midfield, right at about the halfway line, and they did what most soccer teams do: is they're like, "Hey, kick the ball out, kick the ball out." They're they're both in the uh, English Championship, which is one. Um, tier below the English Premier League, and 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 they're in a, Leeds at least is in a promotion battle. They're trying to get back into the Premier League. So Leeds has the ball, and Villa's like, get the, kick the ball out, kick the ball out. And the Leeds player kind of gives a thumbs up, almost real quick, like he's saying okay. And then he kicked the ball downfield to his winger, who cut inside and fired a pretty decent shot into the back of the net and scored a goal. And it just enraged Ashton, Aston Villa players. That's right. That's right. They were not happy about that one bit. And it's like, play to the whistle, fools. Play to the whistle. No one called a foul. I mean, it's just that unspoken rule of, of being expected to kick the ball out of bounds for the other team. Yeah. And so on the one hand, you're like, okay, well, if he did kind of like say, okay, I'll do it, and then basically pull the fast one on him, on one hand, you're like, eh, that's kind of a dick move. On the other hand, you're like... Yeah, play to the whistle. Now, here's where it gets even crazier. The Leeds United manager got into it with the Aston Villa manager. And then for some reason, the Leeds manager decided he was going to tell his entire team to just stand still and let Aston Villa take the kickoff and run through them and just let them score to level it, to give back the goal. And so that's exactly what they did. Now, one Leeds center back... um, Jansen really? was his last name was so pissed. He didn't want to do it. He tried to single-handedly stop the goal and then just started screaming at his manager. But he, yeah, you watch the highlight and Leeds oh literally God. just stands there and they run straight through him and, and just let him score. So. And the goalkeeper let him score too. Yeah. So then it was one, one and that's how the game ended. Oh my but, God. I mean, I guess there's some, that sportsmanship for you, but it's like, what was, uh, I don't know, man. You know, if that's like a a tournament game or a a cup game or whatever, that shit ain't ain't happening. Hell no. (laughs) No. And, you know, I mean, hey, they're in a promotion battle, though. Like, they could have used those three points to to get promoted to the Premier League and get a lot of money. That's Um, true. 
Wow. It's just, I don't know. I, I mean, I don't, I don't think hardly any manager. I mean, like, if that's your team, if you're a fan of Leeds, is that what you want your team to do? Not I necessarily. I mean, I, I don't know. I guess we don't, we didn't hear everything. We don't know what was on the field, what people, what was being said. It's it's not a Sunday rec league. Like, go kick it out. My guy's injured. Kick it out. I mean, yeah, that's what you do in rec league, man. Like, you don't have to do that on the field in professional. You go. You play to the whistle. Go. Yeah. So, I don't know. It was, I mean, y'all could go watch the highlights, but I just, it was nuts. That was the, one of the crazier things that happened. Um, wow. In, in soccer this week. So, um, as we're getting ready to wrap up here, one thing I did want to touch on, we've talked about it a lot on Twitter. I'm sure y'all have had your thoughts on it, but one thing that was announced since our last podcast was Kaku, the, uh, the punishment, um, the MLS, uh, disciplinary That's committee right. announced an additional two game suspension for, for Kaku. Yeah. A little slap on the wrist right, right before his Wednesday game too. So that that would count ridiculous. Yeah. yeah um, I mean, there, there's no way that that's a sufficient. I mean, I saw almost universally everybody from fans to to soccer analysts yep. said that that's not enough. And every and then there's you know red. Uh, I think there was a lot of European fans like, oh, Americans are so soft, or Red Bull fans are like, oh, calm down. And it's like, no, we're not gonna calm down because that's the same amount like people would get for being racist on a field. Uh, Clint Dempsey got more games for ripping up a. Uh, referee's notebook. Well, yeah. Breck Shea got he more got for the same for, amount of games, I guess, because it was Open Cup, and that could be two games. But Breck Shea got more games for for kicking a ball softly at, at a referee's knee. Yeah, unbelievable. This dude Dallas. knocked out a fan, knocked him out, and I, I I applaud what the Cauldron put out there. They put out a little public service announcement and saying how we need, we want to feel protected. You know, we want to feel safe at our game, at our home, in our stadium. And we don't. Bottom line, we don't because you did not take, you know, proper repercussions. MLS, you didn't you didn't do it. You fucked up. Yeah. And this is on the league and this is, you know, I like you mentioned before I do have I have some sources. Um I don't even think I've told you this yet. So I'm going to get your live oh, reaction to this. Okay. Um a source that I have said that um a little birdie told me that Disco recommended greater than five games minimum that can be accepted, what? increased, or decreased by the league and is subject to appeal. Do what? not know if it was the league or an appeal that reduced the number this time. So. Oh, my God. So they were like, yeah, ban that bitch for five games. And MLS is like, mm, he's a big-name player. He brings in ratings. We're going to make it two. Yep. That's what it sounds like. Fools, dude. Freaking fools. So I mean, it's a Kaku also, league. You know why people are laughing at us, right? Well, here's one reason: people are laughing. Yeah, I'm kind of glad I held this one back until the uh, the podcast because we're we're getting true unfiltered Dan right now. No, this is bullshit, um, dude. I I can't believe that. Like, how does someone say, and, and then they just undermine him? Like, ah, he makes us a lot of money, and that's what it's all about. It's all about the money. So what about the money that that guy's got to pay for going in the hospital? Okay, what about those medical bills? Anyone going to help him out? Because that's not cheap. Anyone going to fix his broken nose? I don't know if it's broken nose, but goddamn, it probably would have been. <laughs> I mean, it easily could have been if it wasn't. Jesus, um, I can't believe that. I hope something happened. I hope he got something other than Andre Fantas's jersey that he didn't want. <laughs> well, the unfortunate thing is we, uh, we're we not going to see the Red Bulls again unless we face them in the U.S. Open Cup Final or MLS Cup Final. Oh, I and hope we do. 
Kaku might not be there by that time because he's unhappy. He's wanted it's to get bad. to Club America and Liga MX for we a while. We hate the rest of the team anyway, so whatever. They're all that's, stupid. That's true. Robles is trash, and they put out that stupid quote about leadership that from Robles. I was like, yeah. this is the most lack of self-awareness I've ever seen in my life. Um, it's trash, dude. New York Red Bull is one of their big clubs. New York brings viewers, you know what I mean? Just the words New York, That that's why it, he, it's such a big deal. That's why he got two games. If it was any other team, man, if it was some dude on a on the freaking Salt Lake City or or Colorado or even our team, I bet it's five freaking games. Yeah, so it sucks, but you know what? Unfortunately, there's not a whole lot we can do about it other than continue to support the team and and put out statements like the Cauldron did. Yeah, so. support the team and this turd blossom of a league. Sounds good. <laughs> um, speaking of turd blossom, the uh, new retro <laughs> shirt. Um, um, I, yeah, so that is retro night there. They put out a retro shirt for what, like 70 bucks or something. You don't like it because it's not a true representation of an actual Jersey. I get it, but I like it because it's black and it's going to make me look slender and hot. (laughs) If it weren't $70, I would buy it, but $70 is quite a bit for that shirt. I think so. I bought it. (laughs) Good good for you. It had to happen. Um. Anyway, we are well past the hour mark. I don't we think are. there's anything else crazy that happened. Y'all can look up the other results around the league. You know, there, there. You know, nothing, nothing insane happened other than nothing nobody's nuts. good. Nobody's good in MLS except for maybe LA. Dude, LA. go look at the scores. Just go scroll down on the app. You'll see like one one nil nil one nil two one four four nil nil one one. <laughs> yeah. It was a boring week, and then four four. Yeah. LAFC is good. No one else knows about anybody else. So pretty much, and the galaxy are up it. there somewhere too. And oh yeah, Zlatan is like trying to fight people because it makes him feel good when he's angry. He said, <laughs> "Yeah, Zlatan did go into the Salt Lake locker room." Yes, we um, now know that Zlatan like gets off when he's mad. Like he wants to fight, and that's terrifying. <laughs> yeah. Um, although the galaxy will be without Roman uh, Alessandrini for a few months. So, well, and we play them at the end of this month. So, woo! It's kind of a big blow for them. I mean, yeah. oh, hope he gets well. Woo! woo! <laughs> yeah. Who? Uh, if you had to put one person on Sporting KC up against Zlatan in a in a fist fight, who do you put up? Johnny Russell, hands down. Hell yeah, hell Dude, yeah, man. That Scottish psychopath is going right for their freaking knees. I just imagine Johnny. Russell I just stole that from a, a WWE guy. They call him the Scottish Scottish psychopath. Yeah. <laughs> I just imagine Johnny coming out in a kilt, like full on Braveheart war paint. Like, oh, no doubt, dude. Yeah, it's it's going down if Johnny has to fight Zlatan. So, oh my God, e- even if he's shorter than Zlatan, who cares? He's like, I will bite your toes. I will bite them. That'd be an experience to have your toes bitten by Johnny. Yeah, I mean, just see Johnny. <laughs> he would be a, a, a tornado of uh, just fists. He'd be he'd be he'd be crazy, and then he'd have to stop and take a drink of whiskey, and then just keep fighting. <laughs> I just imagine I imagine all Scottish people are just so mad and angry drunks. That's probably inappropriate profiling of the Scottish people. I don't know. I'm part Scottish. I can say that. <laughs> okay. Um, on that note, <laughs> ancestry DNA. <laughs> there you go. Uh, on on that note, thank you guys for listening. Um, thank you for bearing with us. I know this was a long one, but you know what? There was a lot to talk about. It was so. fun. And go check out the Home Before Dark live podcast we did. We'll we'll tweet out that video today, and uh, it's a good one. You'll like it. 
We'll tweet out the video. We'll also tweet out the link to the audio podcast when that comes out. I believe they said Thursday is when to expect that. Yeah, Thursday. Video's Um, out now. Thursday's the audio. So, uh, yeah. But thank you guys for listening. Thank you to everyone who left a five-star rating and review, especially Austin. uh, We'll be waiting for our bonus checks in the mail. Much love. Um, Make sure you follow us on Twitter at NoOtherPod, at JCMax03, at Dan Couser. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash NoOtherPod. Or shoot us an email like Austin did, NoOtherPod at gmail.com. Um, we'll tweet out when we're there at the tailgate. Uh, you know, If I'm there, I'll let you all know. Dan will come after his pinnacle tour, which we'll talk about next week. Um, but yeah, until then, let's go, uh, let's go beat Atlanta. So Let's go. For Dan, I'm Jimmy. We'll catch you all later. See ya. Later, suckers. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details.